0: Hello, I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week I'll be sharing part two of the never and forever promises of God. In the first episode of this message, I shared with each of you what God has been ministering to my spirit from 1 Kings 9 and 2 Chronicles 7. In each of these chapters, God appeared to Solomon and spoke the never and forever words of promise. The people and the king had sacrificed worshiped and prayed to God. God told the king that he had heard his prayer and it's from these words that we need to know and understand and hold on to the fact that God hears us when we pray. Not only does he hear us, he also answers us. In the statement that the Lord spoke to Solomon, there were two pertinent and absolutely unforgettable words. Those words were never and forever. In 1 Kings 9, the fifth verse reads, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of israel those two words never and forever are not only strong and powerful they are definitive they are unconditional absolute and final they meant everything to solomon even as they mean everything to us and our descendants in two separate chapters deuteronomy 31 and 6 In Joshua 1 and 5, the Lord used those same words for his people when giving them a never promise. Verse 6 reads, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. In the last part of Hebrews 13 and 5, the same words of God are repeated for us. It says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. But those who have wondered if God has ever made you a never or forever promise, those are just a couple of them. But it must be remembered, as stated in Part 1, all of our Father's words to us come with stipulations, and these stipulations are meant to remind and encourage us to do good if we want the promises to be fulfilled. It's the same as when we say to our children, grandchildren, or some small child, if you're good, I'll buy you a donut, or... If you bring home good grades, I'll get you that special thing that you've been wanting. The words are spoken not only as an enticement, but also as a warning for the individual to do well and live up to the agreement that's been made. Never will he leave us or forsake us. That's not a temporary situation, but beyond permanent. It's eternal. When God says never, it doesn't mean that until he dies or even until we die. It's not only eternal and forever, it's generational. Even after we die, his promises will continue with our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and generations we may never see. God's promises just like his covenant, are conditional. God said to Solomon that the throne of David would be established forever. It meant that David's lineage would continue to rule Israel long after the death of David as well as Solomon if they obeyed and kept his commands. What has God spoken to us that we should hold on to as some of his forever Promises. In Joshua 14 and 9, it reads So on that day, Moses swore to me, The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. God's promises are not just to us, but to our children as well as our descendants forever. But again, we must remember the stipulation and the condition of the promises, and that is that we have followed him wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, or just enough to impress those who were watching us in church, but with our whole hearts and our whole souls in every area and in every matter of our lives. In the Amplified Classic Edition of Deuteronomy 529, it reads, oh that they had such a mind and heart in them always reverently to fear me and keep all my commandments that it might go well with them and with their children forever we want our children to inherit our lands forever The little piece of land that I own here, I want it to be for my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and all of my descendants forever. And I don't want them to just have my land, but also that it would go well with them in their lives. As parents and grandparents, we want things to go well with our descendants forever, When God speaks of the forever blessing, he's saying that it's generational, and not just for the one individual and only one of their children, but for all of their following descendants. Again, in 1 Kings 9, at the fifth verse, it reads, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David, your father. The Lord made a promise to Solomon just as He had to David, and it's just as He, as he has made promises to us. As Peter said in Galatians 4:28, "We are children of promise. When we think of the promises of God, we shouldn't think of some menial word or thought that we've been holding on to. We need to listen deep in our spirit as to what our Father has said that he wants to do not only for us as individual, but for all of our descendants. The things we do and choices that we make today will affect generations yet to come. What is that thing that God will do forever and that will never change, not only for us as individuals, but for each of our descendants? For Solomon, it was the throne of David that would be established forever over Israel. It was a promise that they would never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. But what has God spoken to us personally that will be forever and will never change? Don't let it be that flesh appealing word that some prophet or evangelist spoke to you in order to get you to increase your offering. No, it's not a new car or even a new house. We don't want to come up with something that will mean nothing after the next one or two generations. We want to hear what our Father is speaking in reference to what he deems is relevant to our families and descendants that we may never see. For me, I want to know that all of my descendants will know and walk in covenant with the Father. It's not just about going to church and taking communion every first Sunday. It's not about being in covenant partnership with some big television ministry that will bring about our forever and never promises from from God. It's knowing, walking, understanding, and living a covenant life with the Father according to his word and according to his will. I cannot stress enough that when God spoke to Solomon concerning his promises to David, he was showing again that covenant is generational. The good thing that our Father has promised us through the blood of Jesus is that his word will continue forever. God promised that he would do for Solomon and his descendants just as he did for David on the condition that all of David's descendants would be men of integrity who would always obey the commands of God. Teaching our descendants concerning our covenant walk with the Father is not just about giving our tithe and offerings, although that is a part of it. But there is so much, much more. Our daughters grandchildren, our sons, great-grandchildren, and those who will follow after us must know that the covenant is not only through the blood of the Lamb of God, but it's also a commitment to our Father where we submit and trust in Him totally and completely because of the blood of the Lamb of God. We of the Caleb generation have a responsibility to pass this on to our descendants. This is not just something that should be left to a pastor or some preacher to teach on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night Bible study. In Deuteronomy 32, Moses told the people in the seventh verse, Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders, and they will explain to you. It's the responsibility of the parents to pass God's words on to our children and our children's children. Again, Moses said, ask your father. He didn't say ask the preacher, prophets, or evangelists. He didn't say ask the Sunday school teachers or pastors and leaders. He said, ask your father. And let me add that when he said to ask the elders... That word is not in reference to those who hold positions as elders of the church. It's in reference to the older men and women of the time. That's us. The seniors, the golden agers, the baby boomers, and the Caleb generations. We are the elders. We are the ones that should be ready to teach those that that we will leave behind what the word of God is saying. It is our responsibility. Then at the 46th through the 47th verse it reads, He said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this law. They are not just idle words for you. They are your life. By them, you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Let me repeat what he said. These are not just idle words that we are teaching our children, but they are their lives. This is not just a matter of golden agers and baby boomers preparing for the inevitable. It's a matter of those of us who are of the Caleb generation and seniors preparing and equipping those that we will leave behind for the times that we are no longer with them. It's expected that our children will move to a place where they will live their own lives. They will go to other places, other lands, states, cities, and perhaps even other countries. But wherever they go, they need to know and be equipped to obey the Word of God. For most of us, we have tried to give our children what they will need to be successful in the lives they will live on their own as adults. We've taught them how to drive, how to cook, how to pay bills and be financially responsible. We've taught them as much as we could how to live as adults in this world. But have we taught them sufficiently as how to live in this world while serving God with their whole hearts and their whole souls. Each of us can repeat sayings and phrases that we've heard from our parents and grandparents, but what about the words that will give our children life? It's for us as their parents, grandparents, and even great grandparents to give them these words, the words of God the promises of God, so that they will live long and be able to receive those promises that God has given us forever and that will never fail. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at eagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.